you break, uh, you know, you violate the law of jaywalking. The facial recognition cameras capture you. They know exactly who you are. They know your social credit number. By the time you get back to your apartment, you check your bank account. You've already been, the fine has already been deducted from your bank account. And then you'll receive a ping uh, on your email alert that tells you, hey, your social credit score has now gone down. So you no longer are qualified to live in this apartment complex. You have 30 days to vacate. It's a technocracy. And that's what they want to bring to the entire world. And these vaccines and these vaccine passports are going to enable that. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this third episode of Behind the Line, the Facts and the Fiction. I'm your host, Doug McKinty, and we're, I'm joined today by my co-host, George Roche of The Line International, The Line Canada. And today uh, we are speaking with Kilgore Rand. He is the person who is organizing the hashtag I Do Not Comply organization out of Atlanta, Georgia. So uh, thank you so much for being here today, Kilgore. We're going to have a conversation about organizing against the COVID lockdowns, uh, the differences between what's been going on in Canada, what's been going on in the United States, different tactics uh, in terms of trying to fight these things, and uh, just hashing out in general what it's like to uh, to try to stand up against what's been happening. So thank you so much for coming on, Kilgore. Do you want to just let people know a little bit about I Do Not Comply and what you got going on? Certainly. Well, well thank you, gentlemen, for having me on today. Um, like you said, I Do Not Comply is an organization I started with a friend of mine here in, in Georgia. We launched Fourth of July weekend, which, as you know, is our Independence Day. And we were uh, declaring our independence from this tyranny disguised as public safety. And we are now a 501c3 registered nonprofit. We are a nonpartisan civil rights advocacy group that is dedicated to reclaiming our lives and liberties from from this tyranny, from these lockdowns, from mass mandates, from mandatory testing, from now the uh, impending vaccine passports. You know, but we we want to make life, we, we want to return America and the world to normal again and not the new normal of this biosecurity police state, but real normal, real human normal. I hear you. It's just gotten crazy uh, lately with so many people just assuming that these government actions are correct and trying to say, you know what, I think if they didn't do anything at all and we just had a healthcare, a system of based on healthcare freedom and individual choice, I think we could have gotten out of this thing without people hardly even noticing what was going on. Uh, it's been pretty drastic, the changes that everyone has had to make. And um I've actually been really surprised and I'm happy to talk to you today because here in the United States, you know, I've been trying to do interviews covering this on my show, The Shift with Doug McKenty. And it's I've I've uh, spoken with a few people that are promoting the constitutional sheriff angle, but not a lot of, of public organization and protesting against the lockdowns going on. So, Kilgore, do you want to discuss that? I mean, how, how have you been throwing pr- protests? What have you been doing? Uh, and then what have you been seeing in terms of, you know, trying to get people interested and, and how difficult it is to organize politically against these? Certainly. So we've had two major rallies, um, both in front of the CDC headquarters, which is based in Atlanta, Georgia. We Our last one was on March 13th, which was marking the one year anniversary of the 15 days to slow the spread, right? We're now past the one year anniversary of 15 days to slow the spread. And it's still going. This insanity is still going. Um, The last, the first rally we did was back last August. And that's actually was kind of the impetus for my organization because a a friend and I reconnected on uh, in a Facebook group, a reopened Georgia group, because my friend uh, put out a poll who would be willing to, you know, take part or help organize a rally at the CDC to stand up against this tyranny. And uh, I reached out to her and I said, I'm very, very interested. And then it turned out serendipitously that we had known each other 15 years previous and we had had no contact in 15 years, but we've reconnected to fight the lockdowns, to fight the masks, to fight all this biosecurity police state nonsense. And uh, the first rally, I would say we probably had about 150 people. And I think we doubled that number at, at our last rally on March 13th. Great. 
And the, the last one we did, just uh, photos from that have now graced the cover of the Washington Post and the New York Times as of yesterday in two smear pieces, two uh, hit pieces against the anti-lockdown. And we'll, we will get those up uh, eventually. Yeah, mm-hmm. let, let's uh, make a note with IT. Um, uh, Kilgore, I just want to jump in there. I heard what you said a moment ago and the content by, of which struck me there. When you're speaking about your rallies, what content are we bringing to the forefront in the group of people? Is it is it the mask? Is it is it the the um, uh, what do you call it? The um, oh boy, we're in a certain warfare right now. It's a certain kind of warfare. I can't remember the name of it now. Anyways, yeah, psychological are you warfare. Got, psychological well, that, warfare. Yeah, <laughs> we talked a lot about that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. uh, it's a cyber warfare. That's what I try. I was trying to say is okay. a cyber warfare. Um, when you talk, when you're talking about masks, I mean, you're talking about these other restrictions that they're placing on us on the lockdowns. We we understand the reason behind that. Is it gone to a place now where people are dealing too much with the symptomatology of all this and not the problem? Because there is there there are the symptoms of people being denied exemptions, being denied their their rights. These are these are symptoms of the problem. Those originated from somewhere are we dealing with the heart of the matter now are we gotten to the point where the public are starting to see wait a minute this is not about masks masks just are glorified uh fear signs uh mm-hmm. that, that tell people everyone's afraid and we get that what is the heart of this that leads us to having to have these conversations around our freedoms our medical freedoms the tyranny that is is taking charge of those we're no longer given a choice now we have we have tyrannical expectations are people getting to the heart of this matter right now publicly well i i know our organization is is definitely attempting to we've uh in addition to the rallies that we've held we've also had two different billboard designs up on billboards on highways throughout georgia and south carolina and one yeah one reads uh, it's, it's not about a virus. It's about control. And it has a biometric, uh, thumbprint and it has syringes on the other side. The other, uh, billboard design says it's just a mask and it has a picture of a person with a mask. Then it says it's just a vaccine syringes. And then lastly, it has our constitution on fire and it says it's just your rights. And we, we had those up last year, very early on in all this insanity. Right. Because we're trying to let people know that there is an overall agenda. This isn't about mitigating the risk of a deadly pathogen. First of all, you don't need to spend a billion dollars on a PR campaign to keep people constantly afraid of a, a truly deadly virus. If it was truly deadly, people, we would all know somebody that died. It would speak for itself. Right. It would speak for itself. You wouldn't have to have to remind people to take, you know, safety precautions. They'd be like, hey, you know, my cousin died of it. My neighbors died dead. Half the people on my block have, are, are dead because of this. If, if we were really and between, living- and between all of us, with all the people we know nationally and internationally, we would know somebody who's died of it. We would have some evidence, even the death certificates. No one's ever seen a death certificate. So mm-hmm. that would be the immediate and obvious proof. When those are seen, they're altered. Right. With comorbidities so- being ignored. Right. So all of this has been about uh, social engineering. It's about getting people, getting the masses used to restricted freedom. And it's the end Agreed. game. The end game is to put everybody onto this digital digital population control grid, which is going to happen through the vaccine passports. And then once everyone is on there, you can easily transition everyone to a social credit system, which they already have in China. And um, you precisely know, already- the goal, precisely mm-hmm. the goal. Digital currency control, your social credit score. The the uh, this is why we're calling Canada China now. Yeah. Uh, and China has been the blueprint for all of this. If you look Absolutely. at you know documents like the Rockefeller lockstep document, right, which was a white paper document released in 2010, it with three phases, with three phases, and it put for the whole blueprint for the lockdown that a virus would emanate in China. I think it might even say Wuhan in the actual document. And then it spreads across the world, but China handles it in such a strict totalitarian fashion and that the rest of the world looks at them and goes, oh, we must do that. Because what people need to realize, even though they won't get this perspective on the mainstream media, this is not how humanity has ever responded to a pandemic 
ever in the well, history it, of it, our species. Absolutely. And uh, that's so interesting. And Doug, I want to get into Lieutenant Colonel Redmond's presentation where Kilgore mentions that. And I also think that we should delve into the fact that this is the, the, the psychology of this, what you and I have been working on extensively, bleeds right into what Kilgore is saying yeah. uh, in terms of this compliance and the obedience and the fear-driven narratives that have got people's brains in hawk to the extent that they cannot decipher any real information or begin to ask the right questions that would challenge the truth and the narratives that were being denied. Yeah. I, I mean, I listen, mean, listen, listen, one more thing. Sorry. Our prime minister said, Kilgore, our prime minister stood up and said to a, a group of citizens, and this complements what you're experiencing in the United States. He said that China has proven through its basic dictatorship and ability to improve its economy, something to that effect. That proves the relationship between the ideo uh, ideologies leaked being leaked into our countries and our sociological game board. Hundred yeah. percent. I think what pe people need to realize is China isn't uh, truly, really. It's not a communist country. It is a technocracy at this point. And I know, like people like Patrick Wood uh, have spoken at length about this. But you know, in China, you you go out, you jaywalk, you break, uh, you know, you violate the law of jaywalking. The facial recognition cameras capture you. They know exactly who you are. They know your social credit number. By the time you get back to your apartment, you check your bank account, you've already been, the fine has already been deducted from your bank account. And then you'll receive a ping uh, on your email alert that tells you, hey, your social credit score has now gone down. So you no longer are qualified to live in this apartment complex. You have 30 days to vacate. Wow. It's a technocracy. And that's what they want to bring to the entire world. And these vaccines and these vaccine passports are going to enable that. Well, folks, you're you're watching behind the line, the facts and the fiction. And there you've heard the facts. Uh, we're going to continue to delve into this. Doug, we've done a lot of work around this. What Kilgore is talking about is universally being applied throughout the world right now. There are governments that are resisting. I believe there's a couple who have said no but they've rejected this reset. But we do have some people who are buying into it. Australia is still up in arms. But I yeah. believe there's been a recent country that just said, no, we're done. And I believe Texas has gone back to normal now too, if I'm not mistaken. DeSantis has done a great job down in Florida with rejecting all of this. Why are not all the other states following their order? Yeah, I mean, we need to see some some real movement happening. I do want to say one thing as a, as a caveat, because it's so interesting how they've... Um, I feel like the conversation about China has been manipulated. We've even seen a lot of uh, Asian hate. Um, I mean, coming out of Georgia, actually, uh, in the mainstream narrative these days and um, complaints, if you call it the China virus and things like that. And, and one of the things that I just want to mention, and I've had a conversation with Patrick Wood about this, we talked um, quite a bit at, at the fact that it's not, from my point of view, I don't think it's just China. I think the technocratic class, the upper class, including a lot of the, the, the upper classes in the United States, have been funding China and promoting the social credit system in China just as an experiment. And from their point of view, the experiment went great. And so now these guys are moving the system that they've played around with and experimented with in China to the United States and to the, the and to Western democracies using, I mean, as Klaus Schwab says in his own book about the Great Reset, using the virus as a, a great opportunity uh, to implement these kinds of social controls around the world. Um, to re I just to wanna, reimagine, you know. <laughs> Right. I just wanted to bring that up because it's fascinating to me how uh, the mainstream narrative is able to control. Uh, well, they're able to control the narrative and how we talk about these things. And then I have you have to add these caveats because people, if they're paying attention, they'll go, oh, they're talking bad about China. It's Asian hate, you know, and it's like, why can't we have a rational conversation about this without all of this uh, toxic gaslighting uh, entering <laughs> into the conversation? And That's really and, and distraction. People. Yeah, 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 folks, this is not about bashing China. This is not racism. That's an escape hatch. Let's deal with the concrete facts. Right. The involvement of China is real, whether it's in Canada or the U.S. or any place else, it's as real. And we've got to deal with this and stare the facts in the face. There is a technocracy among us, and they're going to use it to control not just one country, but several and millions of lives. 
And that's going on. That's no longer a conspiracy theory. What was once deemed controversial is now on the table. And Kilgore, you and I, okay, the one thing I relate with you is the protesting. I'm a firm believer in grassroots initiatives. Mm -hmm. I'm a firm believer in getting, uh, you know, bypassing mainstream media and going direct to the public so we can speak to the citizens who are also being sold a bill of goods through their mainstream medias. And some of them are, are departing now, and some of them are still quite, quite not sure. We're dealing with a lot of somnambulism. What are you guys doing at your protests to circumvent uh, the opportunity uh, this technocracy is trying to create for itself to meddle in our lives and slowly integrate itself to the degree that we no longer do anything but cooperate? Well, one thing we've been trying to do with our rallies, and I think the rallies are really important. I think protests are really important now more than ever because the act of gathering is now a forbidden act. You know what I mean? Like you can look through the past. Like I, I actually got involved with activism in the early 2000s with the war in Iraq and the, the quote unquote war on terrorism. And a oh, lot of those same, a lot of those same players, uh, George W. Bush is one of them in particular, have their hands in this the cookie jar of covid and the, and the lockdowns, too. Um, if you research the science of social distancing, it was something that was uh it was the brainchild of a 15-year-old high school student in Albuquerque, New Mexico, whose father worked for the Bush administration. That's I've read that. That's absolutely correct. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's insane. <laughs> um, but you know, so now we live in a time with these lockdowns and the the pseudoscience of social distancing, where just gathering is a forbidden act. So that's why it is an act of rebellion just to gather. Whether you're just even doing it for a joyous thing, if you're doing it to worship. Uh, but wait a minute, a you know, it's treated as such. It's not that it is definitively, but it is treated like for us in Canada, it's 2C. Mm -hmm. If you gather and they want to arrest you and they have been, it's uh -huh. for us, it's 2C, the right to peaceful assembly, which is very much similar to what you have right. in the U.S. But now we're being treated as defiant rebels because there's too much truth going on for these people. It's a Nyla. We're called Yahoo Nation up here, by the way because we haven't been louder than our politicians. <laughs> What's happening to people that get arrested at these protests in Canada? Are they getting jailed? Are they just getting fined? What, what do those fines look like? Both. Both, and they're being physically, morally, and shamefully attacked. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, at every level. Yeah, th there's no question that if you are carrying a sign or you are deemed a leader, mm -hmm. uh, they feel you are the target. You will be attacked. You will be jailed. You will be held absolutely unnecessarily. And then we're going to have to get our lawyers to get you out. Yeah, the, the line's been doing a great job up in Canada. I mean, not only and I and I want to address this with the two of you here, because not only uh, I mean, I don't know how many people you were doing protests once a week in uh, Toronto for what, 40, 40 plus weeks before 40. they finally sh shut you down. 41 weeks, uh, Doug and, and Kilgore, we worked with the police uh, planning uh, planning uh, staff at 52 division. They had 53 and 43 divisions uh, involved. We had tens of thousands of people from all over the country showing up. They worked right. with us peacefully and respectfully. Hmm. It was only when Trudeau decided to hire the new security footlords that came in in these, uh, you know, uh, uniquely branded sleeves with uh, letters, you know, hmm. from I think Alpha to Zulu almost, different colors hmm. and battalions of people whose jobs were to ticket and to arrest protesters and their leaders. Yes, despicable. Absolute I mean, war, a declaration of war right. on the people, as is in the States. Mm -hmm. As is as in the states, uh, it is a declaration of war because if we, we, I think we can all agree that what was the French Revolution about? What was the American Revolution about? Here we are back in 1776, fighting again for knowledge, liberty, unity. Come on, th th this is a regression back I mean, to an earlier that's time. That's just of what fun boggles thing. my mind. Kilgore is in the United States. Excuse me. In, in the United States, uh, you know, they they took our right of assembly away uh, over a year ago mm -hmm. and not a not even a peep. I mean, I was just blown away. I was actually blown away by they took the right of worship away, telling people they can't go to church on Sundays. 
and and even from the you know the christian crowd which i would have assumed would have really rebelled against this almost nothing it's just mind-boggling to me here in the united states that it has been so difficult to get americans to see the dangers of what's happening here i mean you know in canada we have this example and they were out on the streets in the in the thousands in the tens of thousands for 40 weeks before the government was able to amp up and and shut it down but we've had almost nothing a few protests you know there were a few protests back in March and April. And then the mainstream narrative, of course, is look at these gun-toting, Trump-supporting mm -hmm. domestic terrorists. And we're con continuing to get that narrative. And, and I guess that's maybe a big reason why it's been so difficult to get a protest movement happening here. But do you want to address you know, some of the challenges that you've seen in trying to spread the word and, and then having these protests here in the U.S.? Yeah, well, I think we, we did see those rallies and we, we see the media bias, right? The mainstream media has this clear bias that yeah. if you're protesting the lockdowns, you're far right extremist and you're right. gun toting militiamen. But if you're out protesting George Floyd's murder or death, right, then or you're, if you're out protesting for social justice or uh, racial equality, then it's good. And then it's not even a health threat. You know, we've had public health, health officials say that. So is it that like <laughs> the psychological yeah, the warfare standard. is? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's interesting that they standard. get to pick and choose what the issues are actually about, eh? I mean, if you look kind of at, yeah, if you look at America, we we actually, even though like concerts and parades were canceled, right, due to due to the virus, quote unquote, uh, we had more mass gatherings than we would have in a regular year. Look at all Very last true. summer; we had hundreds of thousands of people. I've seen videos from my friends out mm -hmm. in Los Angeles; hundreds of thousands of people on Hollywood Boulevard, packed like sardines. Yep. We saw it yep. in New York City. We saw it in Minneapolis. So there was these massive rallies, and the the media uh, in, encouraged that, and they encouraged people to go out, and they downplayed the the violence and property destruction. And if you look into that, you see most of the property destruction happened in these opportunity zones where the predator, uh, you know, predator elite class, the technocrats want to seize up that land. They want right, to get that, right. that, that property from the hands of small business owners. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it's just been it's been really cleverly played. I think we also yeah. had the challenge of here in America, we had a Donald Trump as president. And I think Trump really acted to help to pacify a lot of people because a lot of people thought, well, at least a lot of people on the right that would have been more liberty minded that are more liberty minded. That's a they great thought, point. Mm -hmm. They thought, well, at least we have this guy in our corner. Sure, he's uh, bookended by, you know, Dr. Burks and Anthony Fauci, but uh, <laughs> this guy's got our back. So let's just sit back and everything's going to be OK because he's playing 5D chess. Yeah, right, right. And I think that was that that was a part to play. You know, that was part of the whole jigsaw puzzle. It was it was at least calming <laughs> for a little while. But I mean, pe people come to once again. Um, I think it's very I, important that people realize the role Trump played and the limits of that role. I yeah, think, I think you're absolutely they, right. Well, I was just going to mention this this psychological warfare again because I think both. Uh, both the the feeling amongst the right that everything was going to be okay and that Trump was going to take care of it, as, as well as the racial issues coming front and center, just as soon as this would have become a big deal, uh, you know, these are, these are preventing Americans from seeing the clear and present danger that's caused by these lockdowns and the elimination of our, our fundamental freedoms in this country the you know the right of assembly that we've already talked about but the surveillance state that is clearly getting rolled out that is going to i mean it's going to well, make second class uh, citizens of people based on healthcare personal healthcare decisions i think kilgore is capturing exactly that plus the collateral damage that we're experiencing from the fallout of this so-called pandemic uh is exceedingly more reckless damaging and dangerous to, to human life than anything this virus could ever have brought forward. And I mm. think you'll agree with that, Kilgore. Even at our, our rallies, we've conveyed that message. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I personally, you know, we, we touched on this earlier on, but I personally don't know one person that's been hospitalized for COVID, let alone died of it. But I know multiple people that have either taken their own life at, or have overdosed uh, and, and experienced a death of despair. So yep. it's, mm -hmm. it's affected very people very close to me. And the, the cost of the lockdowns and the cost of these tyrannical measures is, I mean, it's 
it's overwhelming. Well, isn't isn't every move that they're making in this psychological warfare plan, Doug? We talked about this. Isn't does it not seem clear that every strategy or tactic that they use is developed in bringing about the demise of your job, of your family, of your economy, mm-hmm. of your very way of life through the denial of these rights? Is it not already beyond clear? that every move they're making is meant to hurt us in some way to deprive us of some Liberty in some way, which, and listen, folks, let's make this clear. I said it again in previous shows, your rights, your charter, your constitution are directly and umbilically connected to your brain. So if you're wondering why you're freaking out of the grocery store, because somebody denied you an exemption or denied you service, please understand your thinking brain is doing his job you already realized the act of aggression against you and your unconscious mind served you notice of it. So please accept the notice. It's real. It's true. Let's affirm the fact that it is real and true that what they are doing, the tactics that are being used upon us, as we discussed with Mark McDonald, frontline doctor, medical legal professional made it very clear that this is a tactic. We agree. And they're deliberate. 100%. And, you know, I think you can look at their agenda. I've broken it down, really. There's seven main goals, in my opinion, of what the overall agenda of the virus and the lockdowns and this biosecurity police state are. And it's, you know, one, it's just a world of tighter top-down government control, more authoritarian leadership. That's directly from that Rockefeller document, right, that lockstep document. Number two, it's financial enslavement, which you had just touched on where it's destroying people's, it's destroying small businesses, it's taking their livelihoods, it's it's forcing them to become dependent upon the state. Here in America, we have these stimulus uh, checks that have been going out. It's the primer for UBI, universal basic income. Right. Um, at the same time, we have automation, which is, you know, a part of the technocrats' whole agenda and the fourth industrial revolution where robots and automation are replacing people in the world. As Klaus Schwab said. Yeah. yeah. And they will pe- succeed. <laughs> He needs a little hairless cat, man. (laughs) Or maybe maybe a monocle. A monocle and like a a hairless cat is what he needs. Um, But, you know, the automation is replacing the human labor at the same time that all this is happening, all this is transpiring. It's no coincidence. Um, I I do think depopulation is something. I I think that these vaccines are going to cause all sorts of autoimmune disorders. There's pathogenic priming. They already are. People have already already died in mass. Yeah, certainly serious concerns that nobody is talking about in the mainstream media. I think the pathogenic priming issue, I mean, every single animal trial for any of these in the past has caused pathogenic priming. and And I've tried to look it up just to see, like, surely there's some response. I think I found one article in the last 12 months from anyone in the mainstream even mentioning it and it was a doctor that was like well it could be a problem but probably not that big of a problem and it's just like you know this should be front and center people we should be concerned about these things and people should be if we believed in informed consent we didn't even talk about the nuremberg court code i mean but again going back to just the basic fundamental freedoms that are being stripped away from us and these protections that were put in place after the you know after the nazis after world war ii to prevent it from happening again or being ignored it's just well phenomenal well, hang on hang on for one sec here because it, it, just a quick compliment to what kilgore said a moment ago the vaccines are uh, you know being developed by the same people who already told us like we have this on video this is not a conspiracy theory this is G- gates said that his best investment is vaccines and secondly, that the vaccines um, are something that is a solution to a problem they created. These people want to reduce the world population by 10 to 15 percent. And the same people want to save us with a vaccine that isn't really a, va- a vaccine, by the way. It's an mRNA. Mm-hmm. It's a DNA alterer. It's not really a vaccine. Mm-hmm. They're only using the word vaccine as a way to circumvent the liability. Yes, they want to right. circumvent the liability with gene therapy, but we know that it's only being termed a vaccine when it's not really a vaccine. Dr. David Martin said this already in a few shows. It's not really a vaccine. They're just using that term to circumvent the liability that would be imposed on them, whether they call it anything else. Yeah, They're going to use the, these, this experimental biological agent because that's all it really is. 
to to maim, sterilize, and kill people. And like yeah. you said, the pathogenic priming in the animal testing, they used ferrets because ferrets have a similar uh, immune response to human beings. All the ferrets that took part in the SARS vaccine trials, which was similar to COVID, um, that's why it's SARS-CoV-2, right? Um, all of them died it, with yeah. pathogenic priming, which was when they, they got vaccinated and then when they were exposed to the virus again in the wild, yep. they their bodies destroyed themselves. They, they yeah, all I mean, died. So imagine what's going to happen in all these people. And here in America, half of our population's already been uh, vaccinated, if you believe the mainstream media, 150 million people. What's going to happen when cold season, cold and flu season rolls around next year when they get It's exposed? going to trigger. It's going it's to trigger the virus. That's my concern is that we're looking at next flu season and then we'll just have to see how this all plays out. But, um, you know, it's I, I think there's a lot to be concerned about here. I want to do, uh, Doug, if, if you don't mind, I want to do a bit of justice to what Kilgore said. I think like we've mentioned the Rockefeller lockstep and back. I'm looking at my text messaging right now. August 9th of 2020. I had this August 9th. We, we've been talking about this at least fairly since August. 9th of 2020. This is not new information. The rollouts that we have experienced from all three phases are almost verbatim. They're almost verbatim. Now, here we are in stage three. If the majority of people resist the vaccine, a weaponized SARS, HIV, MERS virus will be released. They've been talking about these variants all over the place. See, see, they burned yeah. out the excuses of the first virus. Now it's had babies. This thing's got babies. It's got family members now. Right. So a weaponized SARS will be released. A lot of people will die from this, he writes. If you remember this, Kilgore, it will be survival of the fittest. Well, while that upper line may not be 100% true, we are definitely seeing a fight in the survival amongst the fittest. And it will also be the ultimate push for everyone to be vaccinated, as we are seeing right now, this ultimate push. In order to return to normalcy, as our Toronto mayor just said, and as many of everybody else is spouting, the world will only return to normal once the, the, the you know, Gates' gesticulative bull, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> this is how he explains himself. Uh, will return to normal once the population has been largely, I think, to some degree, something to that effect, Kilgore, is vaccinated, mm -hmm. is what he's saying. In order to return to normalcy, those who have taken the vaccine will be at war with those who have not. It will be anarchy from all sides. I'm seeing it with tens of cases, violence, assault, police assaults, arrests going on right now in beer stores, hair salons, grocery stores. Businesses are literally shooting themselves in the foot. How did the government get these people to suddenly turn against themselves and against their own citizens and call it necessary? Wow. This is incredible, tactical, yeah. psychological, deeply rooted in childhood manipulation, warfare. 100%. They've modeled so much of this from the same psychological tactics that you'll use, that they've used to break down prisoners of war. Did you hear that? Wow. Um, even the masks, it, you could, uh, last time I checked anyway, you could go to Amnesty International's website and they had, a, uh, if you look at Guantanamo Bay on their website and they talk about all the human rights violations that have taken place at Guantanamo Bay since the early 2000s, they have pictures of prisoners from Guantanamo Bay in the early 2000s, all wearing the surgical masks. And it's because oh, yeah. of, <laughs> wow. it was did meant to dehumanize them. It was meant as a sure. torture device. Did, did, did everybody miss that? <laughs> I mean, this is incredible. You don't know your well, history. You're doomed to repeating it and maybe even cooperating with it. Well, they, they definitely don't know their history. The, the younger generations that unfortunately were doomed. I, I, I went to a, a Trader Joe's with a friend the other day, and they told us the only way we could come in without a mask is we would have to go in individually. Only one maskless person could come in at once. And we had to push a little cart with a red flag on it so it would single us out and everyone would know oh we, wow we Doug, you got to get over there that's a that, that yeah that, that's a 911 right what, what so is i said to him i said well how about instead of pushing the little card of shame how about we just wear a little star of david could you just give us that yeah yeah, and the, yeah. the employees who were like college age uh, girls 
they had no idea what I was referencing. They, right. I, I don't think they would be able to even tell you which countries were involved in World War II. Exactly. So they have dumbed down whole generations of our population. Well, yeah. this and, is and it, we're seeing right? the effects of that now. Yeah. Oh boy, are we ever? Hey, Doug, do you mind? I want Kilgore to tell us what they're doing with the with the protests. Kilgore, what what is going on with your protests right now? Where are they? Where are they being held? What is attendance like? What is the mood like? Are people knowledge based? Are they all on the same page? Singing from the same music sheet? What's happening? So the the, the last one we had uh, we on March thirteenth at the CDC. We've done two so far, and they've been at the Center for Disease Control in Atlanta at their headquarters. Um, the last one, I would say we we had a few hundred people in attendance. We had a very diverse uh, panel of speakers. We had my friend Kevin Jenkins from the Urban Global Health Alliance, who's been working with inner cities and urban communities, educating them about vaccine injuries and about the big pharma cartel. Um, he's also co-producer of a new film with Robert F. Kennedy Jr. called Medical Racism, the New Apartheid. We had cool. Peggy Hall, who is, you know, this national truth mm -hmm. leader. Doug, you probably know Peggy. She's based mm -hmm. in Orange County. Um, she's been making all these videos of, of trying to inspire people to use the law and use the Constitution to defend their rights when they're shopping, when they're going about their, their business. Um, we also had Riza Islam, who this young man is almost like a, a modern day Malcolm X. So he is he is with the Nation of Islam and he spoke. We had, you know, we, we had uh, Dr. Eric Plasker, who is a, a Jewish doctor here in Atlanta. We had almost every race, every ethnic group, every religion, um, you know, represented. And yet the mainstream media will still paint us as a bunch of crazed. No racism there, but yet no racism it, it there. Is, they, got, they got to manufacture it, though. They got to make they, it up. They have conveniently. It is amazing. Every photo that they've used from our rally, which we had, there was at least 100 African-Americans because Atlanta is predominantly African-American. It's over 54 percent mm -hmm. black. We had at least 100 black people. And out of every photo that's made into the mainstream media, they have cropped every black person out of it um, because they, they outrageous. Spin a narrative. <laughs> that's despicable. That's yeah. despicable. They're that desperate. They're that desperate to debunk the truer narrative, the truer reality. I mean, th th this is this is deliberate. I said before, these people are not censoring; they're collaborating. Big they're collaborating, difference. and they're creating. They're they're manufacturing consent for all this nonsense for this new normal cult. That they're also painting this this narrative. They're trying to create this reality that really doesn't exist, and there playing is on the absolute naivete of a bunch of people who are unsuspecting. Well, I that's heinous to me to exploit the weakness of the people in society who may not even have the time to become aware of what's really happening to their lives. It's despicable. It is. It is. And just with, quick to finish answering your question, I would say that everybody there, you know, we had some people like Riza from the nation of Islam is completely against the vaccine because Louis Farrakhan, their leader has said the vaccine is going to yeah. be used to wipe out the black population. Don't take it. <laughs> you're going <laughs> to be part of Tuskegee experiment 2.0. Don't do it. Right. But we have other people that are against, you know, everything against all the mass people that see it from more of a constitutional thing of how dare they infringe upon our right to assemble to our, our, our right of freedom of speech. So one thing I want to say to all the activist community out there is no war has ever been won by somebody that goes, I'm only going to fight alongside somebody that is completely in agreement with me ideologically yeah. on every level. We got to remember, remember that World War II, England, the Allies partnered with Stalin's Soviet Union to defeat the fascist of the Nazis. Wow, I can't believe you just said that because I just was watching Auschwitz and the and the German war, the French, uh, 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 Poland, you name it. Exactly. Uh, the, the the enemy of your enemy is your friend, and people need to start taking that to heart. Right. This, Stop. We this don't. We don't have to agree on everything. We have to unite right. to fight. This unification yeah. issue is so important, and I've seen so many divisions. I I want to kind of finish up with that, but Kilgore. Um, I do also want to give you a chance to finish the the seven goals of the agenda because I think you were really on to a, a good description of this. It was I think you were on number four. I do want to say something about the automation, which was number three, because uh, the five G rollout, five G allows robot to robot communication in real time. So I I think that's another uh, indication that as they're wanting to automate the workforce, five G was the very 
thing. I mean, as soon as the lockdowns happened, what did they do? And by the way, as soon as we didn't have the right of assembly, so we couldn't protest the 5G, which was there was a strong protest movement working against 5G and the dangers of 5G. As soon as the lockdowns happened, the very next thing that Congress did was was pass 5G legislation and it was considered an essential service and they rolled it out right away. So just another clear indication that this is uh, a concerted agenda that's being pushed all at the right time. Just when the mRNA technology comes online, suddenly there's a pandemic that's perfect for MRA tech. As soon as 5G tech comes online and automation is possible, suddenly the pandemic happens. Anyway, well, you were on number four. That's depopulation. And so there's uh, three left. Yeah. And, and so five is identification and control of every human being on the planet through the vaccine passports, which are the biometric I IDs. And so that's, mm -hmm. you know, that's going to control the heart the, of the technocracy, the heart right of the there. technocracy. It's basically your modern day papers. It's your digital papers. It, it's basically, yeah. you know, you're a barcoded concentration camp prisoner at this point. Right. And we've, we've I've, already I've, seen I've, it happen in Israel. They've already gone to that two tiered uh, medical apartheid yeah. society. I start uh, just calling them internal passports, not even like we can call them vaccine passports, but these is kind of, you know, glossing over the issue. Even external passports were a temporary wartime measure initially, I just found out. And so mm -hmm. now they're bringing in internal passports, which is exactly like you're saying, the papers. You can't go to this store. You can only go to that store. Let, let me see your papers. You can't use this bank. You have to use that bank. You have Restriction to, you know. after restriction. Obstruction right. after obstruction. And if we let th that happen, if we let these vaccine passports get implemented and take hold in our societies, it is the death of liberty in the West. Every, every man and woman that have sacrificed for us to be here, right? Our great grandparents emigrating from other countries, our, our fathers and grandfathers fighting in wars, fighting against fascists like my grandfather did in World War II. All their sacrifices are in vain if we allow these vaccine and, passports to be implemented. And this is why we said, and I love, get, get the hell up here, killer. I'll come down there. What a, <laughs> come come said, visit me in Georgia, man. I'll you, buy you a beer. I can't wait. Yeah, we, yeah. We said, we said before that anybody who is agreeing with this, I'm going to say it, they're defecating on the seertaps of every dead soldier that ever fought and died to make this world safe for democracy. I hope you hear that, folks. If you're sitting on the fence waiting to hand this your part of the debate over to somebody else you're sorely mistaken because you're putting your own lives your children's lives and their children's lives at risk long after you are here you've got to understand what you're actually fighting for and it's not about anti-mask or any of the other distractions or symptoms i spoke of we've got to deal with the heart of the matter you're dealing with a declaration of war on your civil liberties, on your rights, mm -hmm. your charter, your constitution, because these people want to take over the manner in which you live. Forget about the mask. You got bigger issues to deal with. And these are the issues that we're talking about today on Behind the Line, the Facts and the Fiction with Kilgore Rand. And, and I'm really glad that, Doug, you booked this interview with Kilgore. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I hope we've we got to do this after. We've only got about 20 minutes left. And we, we, we got some more issues to hit, but definitely we got to come back and we got to talk you and me about some tactics and protesting here because you've really mm -hmm. hit the subject matter. And I believe that in the States where there's 10 times more people than there are in Canada, it's 10 times that much more impactive on the lives of people. It is 10 times more economically damaging, psychologically, familially damaging, occupationally damaging and reckless and that canadian citizens and people around the world need to hear this stuff i just want to lastly i'll just wrap it up those last two are digital currency once we're on to once they have everybody onto that digital population control grid which will the vax passports will enable then they just move everyone to digital currency get rid of paper paper dollars so the government can just freeze your assets they just turn you off they don't like what you're saying they just freeze your bank account and then the last thing which you already touched on doug is is artificial intelligence that is now uh possible because of 5g technology which creates a digital surveillance state similar to what we already have in china and uh, right. we i've even seen that firsthand here in, in small georgia towns there's a place called peachtree corners they're using tech from an Israeli uh, startup called Kawamo that are COVID-19 uh, facial recognition surveillance cameras. They would detect if you're wearing a mask or not, 
And if you're not, they'll alert the authorities and they detect if you're standing closer than six feet to somebody else. Wow. And, and we did a rally and protest there where uh, it turned out to be a great video. I'll, I'll give you the, the link where I challenged and confronted the city manager on their policies of implementing this scary surveillance technology. Is that on camera? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's great. Okay. And I mean, this guy just dug a hole for himself that he was he, I, I don't, he might want to give up politics because he, he... <laughs> that's, that's why I wanted to know if it was on camera, because yeah. I can only imagine how deep that hole is. Oh my gosh! These wow. people really have to have to squirm, you, you know, Kilgore. Just to combine the the uh, the unity conversation, um, I've noticed in the scene uh, there seems to be almost a fundamental uh, difference between those who are promoting the blockchain, the well, the cryptocurrency concept, and then those who simply view blockchain as a tool for the technocracy altogether. Uh, and you know, again, another one of those kind of, um, core disagreements that is happening throughout the scene that's preventing this unification from happening that I find so frustrating for me. And I imagine for you as well, you touched on it already, but in terms of trying to organize people together, it's just amazing. They look for, you know, well, you don't agree with me hundred percent on everything, so I can't work with you. And it's like, we don't have time for this, right? We need to look at the, what's going down on with the lockdowns. I mean, I think you're right about the vaccine passports is is the hill to die on. Like if we let this happen and we've had we've seen uh, Dr. Naomi Wolf coming out from the well left, said. you know, pushing for unity and saying, hey, you know, people on the left need to understand that talking about liberty and freedom is not a right wing talking, you know, a a, a radical right-wing talking point. It's actually an important concept for people to understand because when you don't have these things, you don't have politics anymore. You don't have debate. You just do what you're told. Mm-hmm. Well, we, we've talked a lot about blind obedience and that is prevalent universally. Mm-hmm. I don't care what language you speak. Uh, it, it, when, when you're raised uh, in an environment where you're taught to deny, some things you're taught to deny and some things you're taught to acknowledge, you grow up with this shared focus, shared denial uh, uh, brain that's imbalanced, where you don't look at the whole sum of the parts. You just pick and choose the ones you're most comfortable with dealing with. And this kind of denial, I've said millions of times, folks, denial is not a river in Egypt. When situations become painful and, and disorganized and confusing and threatening, fear sets in. And you're no longer in the moment. You're either mm-hmm. in the past or the future. We only have the power to act in the now. It's now that we need you. It's now that you need to show up to these protests at, at, uh, at Kilgore's protest. It's now that you need to stand up and realize and be willing to say, I won't comply. So what was the nature exactly of the lawsuit that you have going on in Georgia? And um, I did I did read that uh, the Georgia governor uh, is going to lift uh, a lot of these restrictions here in the next coming week. So it looks like you guys might get a breather at least for a little while before the next wave happens. Um, so how does that relate to, to your lawsuit? So our lawsuit is challenging the constitutionality of Brian, Governor Brian Kemp of the state of Georgia's executive COVID orders, you know, putting bans on assembly, uh, dividing people up into essential and non-essential businesses, um, cutting people off from visiting their loved ones in assisted living care centers and nursing homes. We, all of these are violations of both the federal constitution and the state constitutions Mm -hmm. uh, of Georgia. So we, we, we served him. We found a great constitutional attorney named Alex Johnson of Bernard and Johnson LLC here in Georgia and we found uh, a, 10 very brave plaintiffs whose businesses or lives have been impacted by the governor's executive orders. And we filed a lawsuit also on behalf of I Do Not Comply and, and, their, and those plaintiffs against the governor. He was served on February 16th. He has until April 8th now to answer for his attorney, which is the attorney general for the state, to answer our lawsuit. April 8th is now this Thursday. And the Kemp is saying that's the day he's going to roll back the COVID restrictions. So is that a coincidence? (laughs) Is it a coincidence or is he trying to get out ahead? I think it's a response, not a coincidence. It's a response. Exactly. You know, he's going to be like, well, you're suing me. I've, I've, I've got rid of all the restrictions. Yeah. But you, you did it after we sued you after you've been served. 
Yeah. Um, it's just very, it's very sly and cowardly. We'll see what happens. Uh, I mean, Georgia has been more open, more lax than say like a state like California, which I was actually yeah. living in California when all this happened. And I fled because I saw the writing on the wall, the wall. No offense. <laughs> to I, I hear you, man. Yeah, I hear wow. you. A lot I, I of grabbed people my cats and I was like, I'm out of here. And I haven't yeah. looked back since. Listen, we've got 10 minutes left. And D Doug, D you have a couple more things that you wanted to hit with Kilgore. I wanted to just quickly get back to the protesting uh, side mm -hmm, of it. Sure. Next steps for that. But go ahead, please. Um, I guess I just wanted to mention that, you know, here in California, we've had a, a number of lawsuits as well. I, one of the things that just strikes me so much and I don't like, do people not watch Star Wars <laughs> where it's like the empire always <laughs> uses a false flag to call up emergency powers? I mean, how many times in history, talk about not knowing our history, how many times in history can these guys use emergency powers to just take total control? And then guess what? The emergency just keeps on going, you know? Uh, well, no, no, that's, so it, but that's the whole idea. It, it totally the whole idea is to keep us in a state of emergency because only can they use a, an experimental vaccine in such state. Yeah. Not well, one of our provinces never met the state of emergency principles in this right. country. Not one. And then these uh, governors can circumvent the state legislature. So there's no democratic process going on for what they're doing. I mean, uh, Newsom here in California is just. Uh, issuing executive order after executive order, um, maintaining his emergency status long after the legislature should have voted on it. Uh, and nobody's doing anything about it. And it's just mind boggling. We did have a couple of, uh, the Newsom of nuisance lawsuits here and they got, you know, initially I assume that they're all, I mean, that's the frustrating thing about this is that, um, the, the, uh, judges initially did, uh, did um, come out in favor of the fact that the, uh, you know, the lockdowns are unconstitutional, but it seems like now it's just tied up in court, tied up in court, tied up mm -hmm. in court as the, you know, as the whole process continues, there's a recall against Newsom happening. We'll see how that goes. Uh, that's probably the, the foremost pushback against the lockdowns that we're having here in California. Um, and people aren't really even going after the lockdowns directly. They're just, you know, going to, go straight at the governor here and we'll see um but it's just frustrating it's frustrating to see that that you know the, the protest angle the legal angle and they're still just able to draw this out forever and ever so um i guess again just to reiterate the vaccine passport issue is the the issue here and uh we here in the united states really need to get together uh and stand up against these or else it's going to be too late that's 100% correct, Doug. Uh, once those vaccine passports take hold, there's there's no going back. You know, we're we're headed towards a two-tiered society. We're headed towards apartheid. We're headed towards complete tyranny. Something that's only mm -hmm. uh, that we've only seen in dystopian sci-fi novels like Brave New World or you know movies like Equilibrium and Fahrenheit 451. This is this is really happening. We're living to in see. Yeah, we're exactly we're witnessing a totalitarian takeover of the of the world and especially here in the West. And this is the time to stand up and fight back and to stop complying. I've seen these videos of a pastor, I believe, in Canada and then a restaurant and both of them are pushing the cops out and they're saying, get out of here. Don't come back unless you have a warrant. You're not going to shut us down. You're Gestapo. You got to yeah, start. Yeah, you got to start calling them what they are. They're Gestapo. They're little Eichmanns. Just doing my job is not going to save you from judgment when all when the dust of all this clears. Nazis. It, right. Yeah. And that's what they are. They need and people need to stop complying with this tyranny and stand up for, for humanity or the, the flames of liberty. Liberty are going to be stomped out. And I fear forever. So now is the time. It, it's never been a more urgent time to be alive and to fight back. Oh, I couldn't agree more. I mean, we look back mm -hmm. in 1943, 1945, and they did nothing. These people didn't realize till it was too late when 6 million Jews were killed and they knew it was going on. The, the, take heed, folks. It, 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 this is not something that you can just sit around and pretend doesn't exist. This went on before and is going on again, where you are turning a blind eye to the injuries of yourselves and your people. Don't do it again. Don't let history repeat itself. This is your chance now to draw from that history 
and realize that doing nothing is your worst enemy. You have two, you have two choices. You fight to keep your rights, your liberties, your freedoms, and control of your health, or you fight to get them back. But one way or the other, you're fighting. Well, perfect, George. Do you want to kind of wrap it up with some conversations about uh, about protest movements? And, I want and again, Gilgore back. He's got to come back. Yeah, I'm already anytime. on the next show for crying out loud. <laughs> I've already got notes for. <laughs> Listen, uh, Kilgore, absolutely incredible to have you on this show. I, again, I've been so busy with the legal stuff and and you know our own protests and drive the line on Sundays. Every Sunday, twelve o'clock, we're driving the line. We're doing protests all over the country. Doug and I have been working increasingly uh, 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 together on the voltage of our subject matter and content. So to have this conversation with you is very relevant, very prevalent, mm -hmm. very important, and very current right now. And, folks, we are going to bring them back because I know you haven't had enough. I haven't had enough. I need more of Kilgore and <laughs> to know what's going on down there as it relates to Canada because, listen – it, when people say we're in this together, I don't truly believe that everybody has their own myriad of detail that they need to address. But I think from a country perspective, we are dealing with the attempted overthrow of our way of life. And if, if you're too scared to accept that, I mean, and stare it in the face, you know, if, if, if you don't fight for what you want right now, don't cry for what you lose. If you have any comments about that, sure, please email me at media@thelineinternational.com. I welcome everything, ideas, concerns, comments, complaints, whatever. Please follow us on Twitter at the Line Media and at the Line Canada, and also capture us on Facebook at the Line Canada. And don't forget that we have black and white listed businesses group. Uh, that Doug, you're aware of that group. That is a great group mm -hmm. to understand what the, what's happening legally, who we're holding accountable in the business community for waging war on our people. The government is expecting to elicit and have these people cooperate, collaborate with the government in the abolishing of your human rights by using these different tactics. Folks, pay attention. Don't be distracted by the mask and the exemptions and all this other stuff. They want to keep us locked down, so you'll beg for the jab. Don't do it. Learn to say no. If you got to practice, find a friend. Go to a mirror. No. It's a very simple word. Say no. Kilgore, where can we find you? You can find us uh, at idonotcomply.org. Please go there. Sign up on our mailing list so we can keep you abreast of future actions and events that we're putting on. We're also on the social medias. We are on Facebook. You can also find me. My Facebook profile is public on there. Kilgore Rand. I should be the only one on there unless somebody, unless some troll has tried to replicate me already. Uh, and we're also on MeWe. We have 50 different MeWe groups and an effort to connect people locally within their state. Um, so yeah, I do not comply.org and stay strong. Keep fighting the good fight. Stay fearless and do not comply with tyranny. Absolutely. Well, right on, Kilgore. Thanks for coming on. I really appreciate uh, getting this perspective from an American organizer. I, I've been, you know, again, just kind of scouring the Internet and hoping to see this um, this pushback here in the United States, more similar to what we're seeing in Canada, even just to the north of us. Uh, and, uh, of course I'm, I'm trying to support the line, uh, for our brothers and sisters up there, but I'd love to see a real solid movement here in the United States that's taking place. So I totally hey. appreciate your work and hope people check out, uh, I do not comply. Absolutely. Doug, I, and to, to that end, you, you, you trigger me. So, so Kilgore open invitation, uh, for us to build that interpersonal bridge. Thanks to you, Doug. I appreciate that. If we can Great. build that interpersonal bridge, uh, between the like-minded characteristics of our fight. I, okay, flag's a flag, right? But right now the lines on the ground aren't on the map or the lines on the map aren't in the ground, rather. Mm -hmm. That's my dyslexia <laughs> right. showing up again. Don't make light of that, Doug. <laughs> but I think it's I'll important. Try that we I'll try not these... to shame you. Thank, yeah, thank you. Well, Tony's <laughs> listening right now, and he knows I will not feel ashamed. I've gotten over right. it. My therapist is really good. Uh, I'm hoping to build a bridge with you, uh, Kilgore. I think this is fascinating what you're doing, and I think that the exchange of information between us and and these people who are taking action will largely help others benefit in their awarenesses duly, and I think it's very important that we build that bridge. I'm very eager to work on that with you. 
Well, me too, George. Anytime, let's, let's talk off camera. Let's figure out how we can partner together for future events. I would love to Absolutely. learn from you and see what, what's really been me working too. up there to mobilize people. And, you know, we can have an exchange of ideas. And, yeah, gentlemen, anytime you want to have me back, just let me know, and I'd be more than happy. It's, it really has been a pleasure joining you for this hour of conversation. Are you on Twitter? I, I do not comply is on Twitter. Yes, I believe Excellent. it is just Great. at I do not comply. We'll find you. Okay. Great. Sounds good. And I'll, I'll just take a minute to say that uh, my name is Doug McKenty. You can find more of my stuff uh, at the podcast, The Shift with Doug McKenty. It's www.theshiftnow.com. Uh, my personal page on Facebook's actually been where most of the action's happening. So you can look up Doug McKenty. I also have a page for the podcast at The Shift with Doug McKenty uh, on YouTube at The Shift. And I'm on Twitter at D McKenty. Uh, so uh, best way to do it for me is to go to the shiftnow.com and sign up for the newsletter. And that way we buy bypass the big tech altogether and we can keep these conversations going. So thank you so much, Kilgore. And thanks again, George, of course, for putting this together. Thank really you. great conversation today. Let me just uh, say folks that uh, Dr. Tenpenny is going to be featured on behind the line, the facts and the fiction May 13th at one o'clock. We're thought we're talking about going live, but just make a calendar note of it. If you can May 13th with Dr. Tenpenny, and a couple of more incredible guests coming up very shortly here on Behind the Line, the Facts and the Fiction. My name is George Roach. I'm the Executive Director of the Line International and the Line Canada. I'm honored to be here with both of you guys today. Thank you so much, Kilgore. Thanks again, Doug. Uh, we will continue on our psychological uh, lockdown show. Uh, Doug and I have one more episode to do on that, on the psychology of lockdowns on the shift. Now check that out on YouTube. And we look forward to seeing every one of you guys again. Thanks for tuning in on behalf of everybody here at the line, great day. Hi, I'm Kevin Jenkins from the Urban Global Health Alliance. I'm here standing with freedom fighters today, fighting for our medical freedoms, fighting for our constitutional rights. We're standing in front of the CDC, the biggest lying institution in America. And I'm gonna be standing and walking and talking all around this country to make sure people understand that this flip-flopping agency does not have our best interests. I'm here to uh, talk about how our rights are infringed upon. This whole thing is blown way out of proportion and it's time to open up the world and uh, get back to life as it should be as free Americans. to stand up for our personal rights and our freedoms and to really shed light on the corruption that's been going on. I think we're losing our liberties. That's me. No more lies! No more lies! Do you have the courage to question? COVID is a lie! I do not comply! We must stand up for truth and take our liberties back. The world is changing in fundamental ways that require extraordinary action by ordinary people. Your life and your world is being changed and planned for you right now. You will not have a say if you comply. Your fear is being used against you. It is the greatest weapon being used against you. And if you're committed to being afraid, choose your fear consciously and wisely. Because the virus, quote unquote, the virus, is the least of your concerns. Yep. Mr. President, do not sell us out to the pharma fanatics, the fascists or the globalists. We are human beings, not experimental subjects. Our American spirit back, take our country back and make the world better than it's ever been. I am proud to be an American and I do not comply. We have no choice but to resist because our lives and the lives of our children and loved ones depend on us. I do not comply. Science is on our side. The facts are on our side. But we know mainstream media is lying to us every day. Yeah. We know that our government officials have left us and abandoned us. Yeah. They have now partnered with Big Pharma and Big Tech. They are now putting all of these mandatory rules in place so they can strip us of our humanity. Right. And every time I go someplace, I tell you all to do this. Everybody just be quiet and take a deep breath. 
take a deep breath because that is our God-given right. Take that deep breath. You are free and they are slaves. On the bottom of the ship to come in this country to help build this country to say, Listen, I want to go back to doing that. Yeah. I'm going to be free. We are all free. Are we all free? Yeah. Are we going to fight back? Yeah. Are we going to allow them to take our voices? No. Are we going to allow them to take our hope? No. Are we going to allow the corporation, the corporation of death to lie to us every day? No. Absolutely not. We have to fight them. We have to tell them who we are. We have to push back at them. Yeah. We see Gates. Yeah. We see Fauci. Yeah. We see our elected officials that have abandoned us. Woo! We see the liars. Yeah. Now, yeah. this is our David and Goliath moment. Yeah. Yeah. Do you understand that? Yeah. Do you understand that? This is our David and Goliath moment. We cannot allow it to happen. I want you to find courage and move past fear. Yeah. Find it. Yeah. Hold it. Understand it. Embrace it. And if anybody comes to you and tries to attack you, because you believe in hope, you'll move past fear, guess what? Tell them, when it all gets worse, I'm going to embrace you anyway. Yeah. When you can't travel, when you can't travel, when they microchip you, yeah. when they take your public assistance, when they take your jobs away from you, when they take your, tell them, you know what? I'm still going to embrace you. Yeah. I'm still going to show you a little love. Because yeah. they don't understand, the mask of despair has to come off. Yeah, and I mean, I'm not just physically off, but we have to take it off our consciousness. Don't let them tell you that all is hopeless, because if it was, I wouldn't be here. If it was, God wouldn't have gotten me here. I believe that this is fighting for what God has given us. The right to be free, the right to love, the right to raise our children. Think about it. They are now masking up our children. They are now lowering their immune system that these kids should have the healthiest bodies in the world. We have to embrace our health, we have to embrace our family, and guess what? Stop worrying about dying and worry about living. Stop worrying about dying and worry about getting healthy. Stop worrying about dying and protect our children. When they're taking our lives away from us. We gotta show these people that we're not playing around. We gotta put heat on them. Do you understand that? So you gotta take action today. Find the truth, educate them with the truth, advocate with the truth, and we can change some of these policies that they're getting ready to utilize to control our lives. Amen. Let's all together do this. Let's just do this so we can send a real message across America. You ready? We will not comply. We will not comply. We will not comply. It's time to start to fight back.